Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Giants, it is the Niners, and you can get a note. With the work they've done, have put themselves in a position based on how we played last season and where we ended up with, you know, looking looking at the standings all summer and seeing one point. Um, as they should be getting talked about and the things that are going on. So when I think about playoffs, John, like we are, our expectation, of course, is there. But honestly, our expectation is to win the Stanley Cup, period. Well, that was General Manager Kevin Adams addressing the media this morning. Welcome into Sabres Live. I'm Marty Biron on WTR 550 and MSG. And we're going to put Kevin Adams on the side a little bit here because we have a live guest right here at the arena at Quebec Center, and that is Ryan Johnson, or should I say Ryan Johnson? Go ahead. Either one works? Either one works. I, I I think it's Ryan Johnson, but when you came in for your first camp, you take a picture, first day of school type of picture, and you put down Yanni as your nickname. Yeah. What's the story with Yanni? So pretty much uh, Minnesota. Uh, We had a kid named Johnny Sorensen. Obviously, if you call two people Johnny, it might be hard to (laughs) distinguish when guys call your name. So what happened was... I'm, uh, you know, my username, username on Instagram is Ryan Johnson. Okay. Um, I said it before a long time ago, but I got a little bit of Swedish in me. Oh. So if you have a little Swedish in you, you don't say the, the J, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So. It's a silent J. It's a, a, a Janssen. Yes. So. so that's what I went with. And I, I uh, just call me Yanni. If, okay. if there's there's a, you know, Eric Johnson, so... If he's Johnny, then I'm Yanni. So. So you, but if there's no Johnson, are you Johnny or will Yanni always sick? Uh, Yanni will still okay. still be okay. I like that. It's different, and there's a story to it, so that's awesome. Well, um, first training camp, um, we don't know you all that well over the years, and, you know, development camp maybe, yeah. whatnot. You haven't spent a lot of time here. Now you're turning pro. Um, what's it been like being in the prospect challenge and now your first skate with the uh, – with the real guys for training camp. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Honestly, it's it's being around uh, like first the rookie camp was unbelievable experience. Yeah, I've it's uh, it's crazy. Like these guys get to experience even the draft picks at a young age. Yep. I was in college for the past four years, so I didn't get to experience that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was like development camp, just another level of intensity and just a lot of fun too. Just seeing a lot of the same guys that we had been hanging around um, in the summer. And just building relationships. Um, a lot of the prospects are going back to their teams, but um, I think that's just been a blast. And the coaches are, are putting us through some great practices and some great coaching. It's like a great way to, to kickstart the season. I, I think one of your um, key skill or one of your talents, obviously, you're skating. And I'm looking at some of the drills that you're doing. I was actually talking with, uh, with, with um, Vinny Prospel this morning. He said, 
there's no defenseman on the ice anymore. Like the straight defenseman that skates backward. It's like there's a fourth and fifth forward. Mm. And a lot of drills that you guys did this morning was angled by skating forward, always skating forward at players. Is that something that you feel comfortable with? Is that the way you played in college, or is this an adjustment and something new? This is definitely, uh, it's definitely an adjustment. I'm seeing how it's so like uh, impactful, though. Yeah. Like definitely takes so much time and space away. And, yeah, it's definitely adjustment because I, I think the, the thing is you were, we were taught, um, well, even just growing up, it was, okay, um, you can surf across, but usually try to surf on your side. Yes. But with this style, it's like, okay, you can surf all the way across, and this DA's got to read on it and slide under. So I'm getting adjusted to that, and I actually do like it a lot. So How about playing the right side as a left-handed shot? Like, is that an adjustment too? If you're going to surf across as you, you're a California kid, so I like how you use the surf analogy, but if you're going to surf across, go from the right side and come across, does it help that you are a lefty just because you can angle with your stick a little bit better? It does, honestly. That's, that is a, does play a factor, I think, for sure. Um, the big thing is is yeah like keeping that stick in the middle and forcing guys and uh i think there is the easier way probably would be the the one hand on the get more extension you know versus coming from the left to right it's usually you have to go two hands in your stick but um either way i think i think you'd work on both ways okay so you got to see rasmus dalene up and close this morning and uh, on the ice would what do you look at when you see a player that's established like Dolls, um, over 70 points last year, you know, all-star and everything? So when you see the drills and how he does the drills, are you paying attention or are you worrying about yourself most importantly? No, I was um, – thankfully he would lead the way with uh, Clifton. Okay. So we would just watch them. So uh, you didn't want to be a drill wrecker, so you'd let him start <laughs> and then you'd pay attention? Yeah, yeah that's part of it. Um, but they, they had a good, they're good examples to, to watch. And, um, obviously they, I like their, uh, you know, they're more attacking and, um, just confident too. You can tell they're more mature. So I think that was cool to watch. Do you see a reaction when the players, the Fords are coming in and they see Darlene and Clifton in front of them or do I, when I first came to camp, Rob Ray scored a yeah. goal on me. And he yelled out, if everybody wants to score, come shoot on the kid. There's like, it was like everybody's eyes got bigger when they saw me. Uh, but then if they went and shot on Dominic Hasek, they were like, oh, we can't score on him. Did you sense that the guys were trying to test you a little bit more with all these angling drills and one-on-one and trying to see what you, what you had this morning? Um, you know what? I had, uh, had a good partner in Clegg. Yes. So Clegg was giving me advice on what to do. So I was just kind of just me and him were reading off each other. And, uh, yeah, we were going against Ocposo's line a lot. So, um, you know, more of a, a veteran presence there. Yeah. Uh, was there was some hard uh, hard reps, hard to defend. Definitely uh, got scored on a couple of times. So. <laughs> oh, that's not your fault. It's goalie's fault behind you. you got to talk to them. Yeah, right, uh, who yeah. impressed you? Like you, you get on the ice and your group as Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner. Uh, you talked about Caloposo. Uh, Jordan Greenway was there as well. Like, is there one forward that's, that stood out to you that impressed you this morning? Yeah, no, I think all around, um, like, obviously, I've I played against Olsen at development camp, yes. so I know he's a solid player. I think seeing a lot of the guys that I'd watched, um, you know, live or highlights of was, was cool, too, seeing. Um, honestly, I liked, uh, I liked how Benson came out with confidence. Yeah. I think he... Uh, 
as a as a prospect he's you know like carrying the puck is is uh he's got elite skill so but um yeah i think i think all around like all the all the forwards were pretty solid you so. kind of have to have confidence if you're going to play on the line with jeff skinner and tage thompson right so zach benson got a pretty nice spot right there okay let's get to know you a little bit more because now we know that your nickname is yanni uh but i was looking at it and i'm like okay you went to minnesota um but somehow i didn't realize that you were born in california did you grow up in california was that where you played your youth hockey and and where you learned to uh to work on your skills yeah so california was where i was born um and mostly raised i was in germany for a couple of years yep. when my dad was playing in uh the dell um yeah so Cal- like california is where i played all the way till i was 16 played junior ducks wildcats they're called yep um and then went to high school for a couple of years and then from there i went to sioux falls south dakota yep played ushl the- yes one year in the ushl and then from there i com- um i committed before i went in and then uh coach moscow wanted me in a year early so i i left and finished my senior year online Oh really? And so you you finished your senior year online and then you went right into college that way? Yes, yep. Because I was I was kind of older for uh for my grade too. Yep. For I kind of want to do that. I think some purposes, hockey, yeah. You know, <laughs> sports, <mostly>. yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, and and schooling too. I won't lie. Um but yeah, so definitely uh that was that was where I grew up and played hockey and a lot, lot of traveling. Did you play any other sports? Because in Cali, you probably have uh, a lot of different options there. Hockey is not at the yeah. top of the list. Right. Did you play any other sports? Uh, I played baseball. Okay. That was probably that and soccer were my top sports. Okay. Um, but once I got like 10, 10 years old, 12 years old, I, my, my parents kind of had me make a decision, and I chose hockey, so thankfully. And uh, yeah, was that dad's wish? Uh, obviously, with your dad playing all these years, did he push you in that, or uh, did he open up like and say, "Son, whatever you want to do, I'm good with it." I think, uh, I think there's some influence. Um, <laughs> you know, I think where you invest more time and um, resources is is probably where you, you know, where the kid wants to go and also yeah. where you want to go. So, I felt like yeah, it was it was cool, like just the investment. That we were able to travel like to tournaments and play in the East Coast, um, being from a California team. Yep. So yeah, and I, you know, started to really enjoy it. What was uh, was that Long Beach there, or was that Ontario in the East Coast when you were growing up in that area? What was the team in the East Coast that that was around where you were? Um, you're talking about the West Coast. The West Coast, yeah. It was Irvine. Okay. Um, was the city where I was, like where we lived, and then, so closest city is anaheim which is okay. right next to it which is actually not not uh, right next to it but it's 30 minute drive yeah and then la is an hour okay. north i'd say so. okay so you were you were pretty close to you know nhl hockey if you wanted to go mm. and watch it on tv and get to support and everything yes okay you also on that sheet that was the first day of training camp you had coffee or tea it's a really simple this or that and you circled tea are you not a coffee guy at all? I, I, full disclosure, <laughs> I hate coffee. I don't really? drink coffee. I can't do it. Well, I'm high on energy anyway, so coffee would be bad. But um, most people would probably circle coffee. You circle tea. Is that is that just? Yeah. You don't like so coffee. Tea. Um, I had this really good tea called Throat Coat. Okay. When I was sick one time, and I'm like, I really like tea now. Didn't like tea growing up. 
I've actually never drank coffee outside of tasting it in coffee cake. Oh, okay. And the smell, I, I don't really like. No, I see. It's that's the same thing. I can strong. do coffee cake, but just like people walk into coffee shops and they're like, it smells so good. I'm no. like, no, it's not no, for me. Not good. Okay. And you also said that something that you did this summer that you like was visiting family and friends. Do you have a lot of family and friends spread out all over the place or is it just a way for you because you've been away from home so long to be able to you know, kind of reconnect with your family and your friends. Yeah, so obviously I love spending the time in California with my family. That was so much fun, going to the beach a lot and, you know, family dinners where, I mean, we're all kind of dispersed and gone. Uh, my brother and sister um, as well. My sister's in college right now. So that being back was just was so much fun, just being with them. Um, a couple times, a few times, actually three, I went to Minnesota. Okay. And that's where... Um, obviously I played hockey there, so I got friends up there. I got, um, not really, um, no like extended really family yeah. there, but, um, that people who I'd consider family and also, uh, my girlfriends from there. So okay. definitely, uh, influenced, uh, to go to Minnesota. <laughs> I think. That, that actually happens. And as you're getting to know a lot of the alumni here, Buffalo is kind of the type of place where a lot of us got here mm. as single kids and started our, you know, professional career. And, yeah, you meet, you know, we met people yeah. from Buffalo and we stayed in Buffalo the yeah. whole time. So yeah. that's kind of the same That'll thing with it. Minnesota for you. So, But, uh, Ryan, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for taking the time to stop by. Good luck in camp, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you again. If you need anything, Duffer and I are always here, always around doing the show. So, be happy to help you out. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, for sounds me on. good. That was Ryan Johnson, obviously Sabres prospect, played at University of Minnesota, and uh, we were happy to have him. So that works. Uh, listen, half season memberships are now for sale. Well, available. Um, Twenty two game plans available now. You can go on Sabres.com/slash/memberships and you can pick your plan that you want. So uh, this is a great opportunity to pick. Sometimes you know. Weekend plans, week plans, 22 games, uh, those are going to be great. So uh, that is available right now on sabers.com slash memberships. So we thank Ryan Johnson for stopping by. That was awesome. Got to know him a little bit better. It was kind of a delayed time, right? Every year we're thinking, what's going to happen? Is Ryan Johnson going to you know, make the jump from college to pro? Is he going to sign? Um, his name was in a lot of trade rumors, which we'll discuss in a little bit here. Some of the trade rumors that are happening. We're going to do this or that later in the show. But as we started the show today, we heard from Kevin Adams. He talked about expectations and how they need to embrace expectations. And it's very interesting to me the way Kevin talked about it because years ago we had Sam Ventura, who is a, a great analytics um, you know, I don't know his exact title here with the Buffalo Sabres, but he's a great mind when it comes to numbers and analytics. And we talked to him, what's more important when you look at numbers? And Sam kind of broke it down. Well, what you want to do is you want to win games. But to win games, you got to score goals. And to score goals, you got to take shots from great area. And to take shots from great area, you have to have puck possession. And he kind of broke it down in so many little details that I really liked his approach. Well, Kevin Adams this morning talked about expectations and what are the expectations for the Buffalo Sabres and he did say we want to win a Stanley Cup so that's number one but how do you win a Stanley Cup you got to win four rounds in the playoffs how do you get 
to win four rounds in the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs. Well, how do you make the playoffs? You got to win games. And then he took it all the way down to every single day. You got to work hard every single day. You got to get better every single day. You got to be able to put what's happened behind you behind. You know, you got to limit the, the, the negative, really build on the positive. So I thought that was absolutely Absolutely interesting to hear Kevin Adams talk about it. But he also talked about a lot of other things. Um, I mentioned Rasmus Dahlin with, with Ryan Johnson. Well, Kevin Adams was asked this morning about Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Powers' uh, contract negotiation, and this is what Kevin Adams had to say. This process started probably back around the combine before the draft. Um, the key takeaways are that you know, I've explained to their, their camps and to them individually how important they are to this franchise and how we feel about them and we want them here long term and our, you know, just that kind of conversation. They've clearly indicated back to me and to us that this is where they want to be and they believe in this team and they believe in the direction we're headed. So that's the, that's the start. And then you work from there. These are, these are not easy um, you know, to, to uh, get done. They're critically important for both sides and we need to ensure that they're right. It needs to, it needs to be right for both sides. So throughout the summer I've had, I would say, characterize it as very positive conversations, um, productive conversations. You know, you go through ebbs and flows of this a little bit where they pick up steam and then, you know, you then kind of go back and do work internally. Um, over the last week, I'd say with both, um, the talks have been more intense, more frequent. Um, even as, as uh, recent as last night, with, uh, I was on phone with both uh, their agents for a long time, late last night. So these are, this is how it goes. Well, uh, I'm sure that it's very important for Kevin Adams to lock two of his big pieces on defense, but there is a process as to which you want to lock him in. And when you think of Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, they're going to be big pieces for the success of this team. Uh, it is a process, and Kevin talked about the ebbs and flows. Um, I'm sure that at times this summer, they felt like things were going in the right direction, and then you take a little bit of a break. Or maybe some other players... Also, um, Jay, uh, Jake Sanderson with the Ottawa Senators signs, and then it changes things because now maybe you were going in a certain direction and you got to adjust a little bit. But I think that everything that we hear from Kevin and from Rasmus Dowling this morning, he mentioned, look, this I still have a year left in my contract. I'm not worried. I love it here. I want to be here. These will all get worked out in times, but there is big money, big contracts, and uh, big stakes when you think about the contracts that those two have to sign. So Kevin Adams has taken his time. The agents, very, very successful agents that have got a ton of experience. They also know how to stretch it out and get the best for their clients. And Kevin did mention uh, about Pat Brisson and uh, Donnie Meehan. So there's uh, definitely a lot that they, uh, they have to navigate there. But at the same time, uh, it's all positive and it's going in the right direction. Uh, another question that was asked, to Kevin Adams this morning was about goaltending. They have three NHL goaltenders right now here. Uh, and NHL goaltenders, I, I should say that in, in a loose way because we all know that Devin Levi is an NHL caliber goaltender, but he hasn't really played in the NHL all that much other than eight games uh, coming off from, a, uh, you know, from college. Uh, Eric Comrie's been in the NHL uh, for a little while now, and 
could be considered an NHL goaltender. Absolutely. And UPL, well, last season did not start in Buffalo. He started in Rochester, then that got called up and stayed here the rest of the year. So um, we could say that they are three, all three of them, NHL goaltenders, but there's also a lot of question marks. Well, these question marks are not in Kevin Adams' mind right now, and this is what he had to say on the goalie situation. We're in a position of strength there. Um, you know, obviously, if you kind of back up in the summer, um, you know, we added depth. You know, we, you guys know bringing Tukarski back, someone that, that we have a history with, um, bringing Cooley into the organization, someone that we identified as with some real upside potential. Um, and then, you know, with three goaltenders that we believe are NHL goaltenders, um, just feel it's a, it's a position of strength. I understand when you can look on paper and say, well, there's some inexperience. They have as many games as other guys, and I get it. But ultimately, um, if you go and you look in the market and either you overpay in terms of dollar or term or cost acquisition if you make a transaction with another team, um, just because someone has more experience, I'm not sure that they're actually uh, putting you in a better spot. You know, so... Like I told you in the summer, we explored, we looked into everything like we do every position, but ultimately when we boil it down, we believe in the, the people we have in that room. We, we've heard me say over, over and over again, um, you know, I think a, a guy like Devin Levi is um, incredibly uh, mature um, mentally and um, the, the preparation he puts in every day, um, you know, we feel that he's, he's in a good spot and we continue to see UPL as a young goaltender progress. And then, you know, like in terms of Eric Comrie, I think, like I touched on in the summer, there, there was some tough times last year with the injuries, but he's an NHL goaltender, you know, so that's why we feel comfortable going into the, into the season. Well, I think that uh, everybody in that locker room are very comfortable with all three of these goaltenders. They've all shown that they can play at a high level. Um, there has been some moments last year where they all had to battle adversity, and especially Eric Comrie and Uko Pekalukunen because they were here the longest, and they really felt the highs and lows of the season. Comrie got hurt. Lukunen, there was moments where the team didn't really perform well in front of him, and then he had to recover from that as a young goaltender. That is definitely hard. But when I think of Devin Levi... Um, I, I agree, and I really feel the same way that Kevin Adams and what he said this morning is that if they didn't think that Devin Levi was an NHL goaltender, he wouldn't have played at the end of the season last year when the Sabres were battling to make the playoffs, right? Devin Levi came in and played incredibly well, and he kept playing game in, game out. Why? Because he was giving them the best chance to win at that moment. Now, it could change this year. You could go through a full training camp, and maybe that is Lucan and get, gives them the best chance at the start of the season. Maybe that's Eric Comrie. But I still think that a guy like Devin Levi, with his pedigree and what he's been able to accomplish the last couple of years, even though you go back to college hockey and you say, well, college hockey is not the NHL. I totally understand that. But there's a, a, a process, and I think Devin Levi has gone through all the steps, and what he showed last year at the end of the season was definitely positive. So um, I agree with Kevin that they're all three NHL goaltenders, and they can all play. A, a, a big role in the success of this team. But at the same time, um, you know, 
We'll see where it goes. They got five preseason games next week. There's a lot of hockey and a lot of minutes that those goalies are going to have to play and get ready for before the start of the regular season. So it's still out there. The question mark is still there. But I do like that they have confidence and that they, they didn't need to go look elsewhere. They feel like they have the answer right there in the locker room. And one of them will definitely step up. Player that... Ryan Johnson mentioned this morning uh, that he was impressed with was Victor Olofsson. I took a sneak peek at Victor this morning uh, during their practice, their morning practice, and he looked really good. He was skating well, and man, can he shoot the puck. We all know that. Um, Victor Olofsson is not going to obviously uh, move up or down in the lineup by what he does in practice. It's going to have to be shown in the games. Uh, So the question was, Posed to Kevin Adams about Victor Olofsson and the summer that it was. Is he going to get traded, not traded? What's happening? This is what general manager Kevin Adams had to say about Victor Olofsson. Victor, first of all, he's a great, great teammate, great person. He loves it here. Um, he wants to be here. You know, I think there was frustration out of him last year. I certainly understand that he's a guy who scored 28 goals. Um, he's a very talented player. But I think what gives me comfort is he's a guy that comes to the rink every day and wants to get better. Um, you know, and that to me is the biggest reason why I think when players go through adversity and then they can take a step back and look at it and say, okay, you know, not woe is me, but okay, well, what was the coach thinking or not thinking and how do I um, do my part to become, you know, even more of a contributor on this team? So that's the kind of conversations you have. Um, but, you know, I'm excited for, for the summer he had. I think he's, he's ready to go. Um, and I gave him my word at the end of the season. Hey, I'm going to lo- look in the off season, and I, you know, I want, I have to do what's best for the Buffalo Sabers. But I also understand where you're at in your career. Um, but ultimately, uh, he wants to be here, and, and he's here. You know, and I think um, we all know what he can do on the ice. And now it's just a matter of making sure that um, we're putting him in a position also to have success. And there is going to be an opportunity for Victor Olofsson to be put in a position to have success, obviously, with the injury to Jack Wynn. Kevin Adams also talked about it. We'll touch on it here in just a little bit. But with Victor Olofsson, 28 goals last season, yes, that number is great. And could it be 30, 35 this year? Absolutely. He could step it up and and continue to do what he does best. There's so much more around Victor Olofsson's game that needs to be shown to Don Granado and the coaching staff that he wants to make a difference, that he wants to win the one-on-one battles, that he wants to go and add a little physicality. It doesn't have to be giving up a big hit, but it also means you're going to go and engage uh, in the corner and win that puck battle and come out and, and then create the offense or sustain more offense when you are winning these puck battles in the offensive zone. So that to me is really important but Victor has shown as we saw on Monday at the Sabres Foundation Golf Tournament he had a big smile loves being here loves the team yes everybody wants to maybe move on if it's not working if the pieces don't fit and maybe Kevin Adams looked at um, what would have been a transaction for Victor Olofsson this year but he decided that wasn't best for the organization in this moment and Victor is here and he's going to fight to earn more ice time and produce and who knows maybe he's a top six player and at the end of the season we're really happy with his production a couple of other guys that impressed at prospect challenge that are going to look to fight 
Victor Olofsson for ice time and maybe start in Buffalo as opposed to starting in Rochester is Yuri Kulik and Isaac Roseanne. Uh, Kevin Adams was really impressed with them, and this is what he had to say. Really impressed, honestly. It shows their commitment. It shows who they are um, and shows how hungry they are to make the National Hockey League. But it also showed me um, the lessons they learned in Rochester, you know, that um, it's tough. And for guys that young to uh, – Seth does a phenomenal job of, of teaching and the practice habits and um, helping those players learn and get better. But they went through an, a lengthy playoff run and I think realized, you know, how tough it is. And um, they put the work in the summer. Both of them had great summers. And, and it also – I think we made a really important decision of not having them come to development camp – um, just to give that time because they had played so long um, in Rochester, you know, just to not disrupt that summer training. So um, they did the work. Ultimately, it comes down to, to the guys you're going to commit. You're going to get up every day and you're going to put the work in um, or you're not. And they did. And I think it showed on the ice, uh, certainly during rookie camp to me. It did show during Prospect Challenge. And we were all very impressed with Kulik and especially Zach Roseanne. It uh, seems to have take, taken a step forward. And, you know, I love what Kevin said about development camp, right? So you give those two players a pass because they played so long, so late in Rochester with their playoff run. Uh, but you want them to give back to you by coming in prospect challenge and dominating and come into training camp and being in you know, top physical condition uh, and and performing and really wanting to compete for that spot. So um, that's one thing. A lot of guys, well, maybe you didn't come to development camp and then you start to think, well, you know, I didn't need to work that hard. And then you don't perform in prospect challenge and then you don't perform in training camp because the pressure is too much. I think Kulik and Roseanne especially responded to that. And now they're here fighting for more ice time. Quickly, there was also an update on Matt Savoy that it was probably best-case scenario with Matt Savoy. He will miss weeks. As Kevin Adams said, it's more week-to-week as opposed to day-to-day. There's still a chance that Matt Savoy could take part in training camp, but they are going to be patient. There's no need to rush him. They can be patient and just make sure that he's completely healed up. But when they did the imaging and uh, when they talked to the doctors, it looked like it was best-case scenario. And with Jack Quinn, they're hoping that he may be back around Christmas time. The rehab is going well, but, uh, you know, this is a longer um, rehabbing type of injury. So with Jack Quinn, it'd probably be more Christmas. With Matt Savoy, we're talking week to week, and hopefully he can see the ice before uh, the end of training camp. If not, no big deal. You be patient and you can rehab and get ready when you're fully 100%. So that was Kevin Adams this morning. Don Granado was just talking to the media a few minutes ago. We're going to take a short break here on Sabres Live, and when we come back, we'll play what Don Granado had to say on this Thursday on the ice at Sabres Training Camp. So we'll be right back here on WGR 550 and MSG. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back with more of Sabres Live. 
presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Yeah, welcome back to Sabres Live here from KeyBank Center on WGR 550 and MSG. This is the first day on ice with uh, Sabres training camp. Obviously, yesterday was technically the first day of main training camp. Uh, the players had to do their doctors and then all of their media and Jumbotron clips and TikTok and headshots and all of that beautiful stuff. But today, it started this morning at 10 a.m. The first group, Team White, was on the ice. And that was Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner and Rasmus Dahlin and Victor Olofsson. Eric Comrie and Devin Levi, by the way, were the two goaltenders in that group, which was a lot of fun to watch and see what they were going. Don Granado was running the drills. He had a big smile on his face. Lots of coaches on the ice, including Seth Appert, head coach of the Rochester Americans. But after the skate and before they get back on the ice, Don Granado went to the media room and addressed all the media that are here today. And this is what Don Granado had to say. So for you, um, entering this camp, um, just where the, the state of the team, where, you know, what you guys were able to, to accomplish last season, what's, what's the mindset um, you know, coming in? Yeah, I mean, if you look where, where we were two years ago, we drafted Owen. So that's when you're drafting first overall, you're in a you're in a position that you don't like. So from two years ago to now, we have uh, the group itself has moved along quite a ways um, and built and learned and progressed to the point where even at the end of last season we could start talking about playoffs um, as an expectation as a as a legitimate goal um, and that's where we're at that's where we wanted to be um, you know our job is as, as uh, coaches um, it, it, you know the the job is to win and two years ago we weren't in a position to, to really go after wins we had to grow we had to gain experience uh, we've got it to the point now where you know these guys winning should be expected on a nightly basis. You should go into games expecting to win. With uh, we talked, spoke about last season. Uh, there, you you had a, a feeling and a thought you could win, but that's shy of a conviction that you should win. And I think last season moved us to that, you know, toward that point of uh, having a greater conviction about final result. In that sense, Don, how important is it to make that to, to make that switch? We hear Kyle saying we can't run away, from, we can't be afraid of the expectations, and we heard Kevin up here earlier saying the window is open for this team. Yeah, I, I don't think they're afraid of any expectations um, because there's ability behind it. You know, like I said, two year, two years ago we drafted the first pick overall, and then we started that season two years ago in whatever thirty first place, thirty second place, basically. Um, so this group, these guys have moved that, you know, to that position now. Um, they've seen their own growth. Um, you know, if I look at three three big components to to success, you have to have skill. We've advanced that skill. Guys have moved into career years, and so they've shown that they've had skill. They've gained that confidence that we have skill in the NHL. Um, experience. They've gained experience. We talk about you know being so close last year. That's an experience. 
um, you know, using situations to grow as a as a player. And then the last part of the big three, skill, experience, and, and accumulation of experience, is the psyche. And we know we lost games last year, and I've said it to you guys, uh, toward the end you lose game 52 and you think that was your demise. You think that we just lost game 52, we're not going to make the playoffs. And you, you have to go through that to realize that you, you, you can't sweat that one loss. you just got to move on right away. And, and we carried losses in. We felt... Uh, at times that failing meant we were a failure and, and that was misinterpreted. So they're in a much better place of confidence uh, moving along toward that greater conviction. Uh, I'm very comfortable with where we're at and, and pressure that comes with being in this position. I think Kevin said it this morning, uh, we talk about it a lot. Being in this position and the pressure that comes with it is a privilege. You know, we didn't have this type of pressure two years ago because we weren't good enough. We're, we're good enough to have this pressure right now. It's time to embrace it. Of those big three, what is the thing that I guess makes you the most confident that you can improve this year and ultimately reach those expectations? Gained experience. Gained experience. You, know, we, you, you can't will your experience on someone. You know, Kyle Akposa couldn't will his experience on the next guy and, and vice versa. They've had to go through situations. Um, and, and that's growth. Um, so, yeah. The same rate, how can Eric Johnson help Darlene or Power? Darlene's already talked about him and what he's done for him in the short time they've been together. You know, he has so much experience, whether it's winning a Stanley Cup or being first overall or the whole thing. Where, where can he help? Well, he'll help immensely in lots of different ways, but just walking with with more, less fear, more confidence, and they're, they're again, when, you're, when you don't have experience, you've a down can hit your psyche like was was this the end but when you've gone through the years and situations that that Eric has gone through you, you realize that okay you know, we, we, we might not have had it tonight let's not overthink this because we got to get on a plane and get ready for tomorrow let's not allow this to carry over let's not allow this goal in the first period to carry over and before we regain ourselves, there's another one or two in our net and we've seen that with 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 guys and and um, you know that's a that that poise um, is a form of confidence. Victor, Victor is, is back, and there was a school of, I mean, for the belief he might not be. What gives you belief that he can uh, get out of what he was in last year and get back to being a player we saw at times last year over those stretches? Uh, my belief in Victor is that he find he he works. Uh, Intently to find ways to resolve issues and become better. Simple as that. So that's where my confidence is in Victor. I see him actively engaging, not dwelling. With Jack's absence for the first half of the year, how do you view that competition amongst guys that are looking to take that, maybe not that spot in the lineup, but, uh, but not just that spot in the roster? I don't know. Um, if guys process that way, I mean, they come into camp, and I don't think they're thinking, "Oh, this spot, there's a spot open now." They just, they just want to play. Um, they prepare themselves to play and play their best, and so I, I don't know that that is something that our locker room is calculating. These guys, these guys just want to play hockey. So, about a year ago, got to camp. Evan Levi was in kind of 
college. He was a someday guy. Someday came a lot sooner than people thought. I mean, you got seven games, you got that sample. What is your mindset about Devin Levi as an NHL goaltender right now going forward? Yeah, that someday came with a bang, didn't it? I mean, he, he and you mentioned mindset and, and psyche we've already touched on as, as one of the big three, skill experience and, and your psychological state, your confidence. Um, you, you know, I, I, I think about it, I think about um, so many goalies, the, the goaltender that was in, so many goalies, young goalies or rookie-type goalies, guys without a lot of experience have won Stanley Cups in the last 10 years. You know, look at the last year with Vegas. You know, was was the goalie they used in the finals their first choice three months prior or four months prior? Wasn't it first or second choice from, from what I understand? Um, so, you know, Devin has that psyche in order. He has skill, uh, and he he fast track. He takes experience in uh, faster than than most. So, if you're looking at kind of those big three, he he's. He has lots of really incredible tangibles. Now, we we could say, oh, in the context of the NHL, this doesn't happen. But you know, there's only one goalie plays in a game, so these guys typically don't get a chance to play until they're 25, 26 years old. Somebody else has the net. We're not in that situation, so I don't think it's. A, I think that's the rarity. Is there's actually opportunity here where there typically isn't. Uh, he is. He seized his opportunity last year, um, and I know he came into camp very well prepared. I saw him play today, and every shot in the practice matters to him, and he processes it to learn uh, how to not let that happen. He lost a three-on-three game at the end, and I know he's probably taken that off the ice with him, and he'll figure out a way to be better because of it. So, How do you balance what you can, how much you can throw at him, knowing that this is – going to be his first full NHL season. Are there limits to what you want to throw at him so it doesn't overwhelm him or do you want to see what might overwhelm him to see what that limit might be? Yeah, I think it's a read and react. It always is. You know, you could come back, you could come in here with a, you know, I could throw down a 300-page coaching manual, but as soon as the season starts, just toss it in the garbage. It's, it's you got to read and react, and you're obviously coming from a base. But you know we have sports science guys that monitor workload. So you know even after you know if he played two games in three nights and he's on the ice, we'll see workload response and say he, he needs a rest here, as we do with every guy. Um, so that is that fits in the category of how we would manage anyone else. Um, you know older guys, guys playing and fighting through nagging injuries. Um, you know, you, your your mind and all of our minds will say, "Well, he's only play, he's played a college season, and which is whatever thirty six to forty some games, and the NHL is eighty two games, and it's different." Um, so you are, you know, you're gonna look at work to rest ratios, and you're gonna make sure you're 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 trying to figure out as you move along how taxing was that last game or this last sequence of games or travel and. And whatnot. So we'll we'll gauge it and monitor uh, through the course of the year as we would every single player. What about mentally? Um... That was Don Granado. He's actually still talking to the media right now, but we do have to take a break. And when we come back, a little this or that, we're going to recap what Don Granado was talking 
about Devin Levi, about expectations, about the three keys to have a really successful season and team, uh, and a little fun with some league news, rumors maybe. We'll address that as well. We'll uh, take a quick break here on Sabres Live. We'll be right back on WGR 550 NMSG. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back to Sabres Live. Don Granado was talking to the media. We uh, aired this uh, just in a previous segment. A couple of things that he said that was kind of interesting is that two years ago, they were drafting number one overall, Owen Power, and now they've grown so much from that moment. And he mentioned consistency and three things that... Every team needs to be better skill, experience, and the psyche. The psyche is really important for this team because the expectations are going to be huge, but they have the players in that room to be able to deal with that. It is time for this or that here on Sabres Live as I threw my pen on the ground. Don't know that I was going to do that. Quickly, I'm by myself, so we'll do this. Team White or Team Blue, which team has the upper hand? We're going to put the rosters quickly here on the screen on MSG. Or if you can't, just look at the uh, GoOnSabers.com. Look at it. Team White has Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Rasmus Dahlin, Levi and Comrie. Team Blue has Alex Stuck, Owen Power. Um, they've got uh, Casey Middlestat. So I'm saying Team White or Team Blue, you figure it out. And also... I think it's going to be beautiful in Western New York. Isn't that the best stretch of weather? Do you like this 70 and sunny or do you like the 90 degrees, this or that? We have to go. We'll see you tomorrow on Sabres Live at noon.